Welcome to Life and Business in Flow. I'm your host and the mentor to creatives, Kate Adamo. I created this podcast to share about the challenges in my life that led me to running a proactive and sustainable business on my terms. I've always been guided by my intuition and what feels right, and I've never done what they say you should do. I've always done it my way and with authenticity. We'll talk life, health, boundaries, business, brand, finances, worth, and everything in between. Because when we get clear on the foundations and value ourselves, we create not only a sustainable business, but a life that flows. And I want that for you. Thank you for being here. It means the world to me. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of my favorite brand designers, Sheshi Rogers from Seed Creative. Seed Creative is a boutique, female-founded, multidisciplinary design studio based in Melbourne. And Sheshi is a designer and brand strategist with over a decade of experience. And she founded Seed on the belief that design can be used to shift perspectives, create meaningful narratives, and spark a deeper connection. Sheshi specializes in brand identity development, as well as web design, digital and print collateral design for brands and founders whose mission and values align with her own. Since launching Seed, Sheshi has been honored to collaborate with like-minded female-led startups, helping them find their voice and elevate their brands in both the creative and ethical space. And Sheshi is also the talent behind my beautiful podcast episode graphics and a number of tiles on my Instagram feed. And so with that, welcome to the podcast, Sheshi. I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much, Kate. I'm so excited to talk to you today about all things branding. Thank you. Absolutely. And so I guess, Sheshi, I've been so drawn um, to your business, not just because of the magic you create, but by the human that you are. And I remember after the first time that we spoke, I said to my husband, Adrian, I've never spoken to a supplier that I feel more connected to or on the same page with. And hence why I've engaged you to support me and my business, as well as a number of my clients. And I think what really stood out to me is how much you take the time to listen, especially to my clients when they're rebranding and to really delve into what they truly want. And believe me, that isn't always the case. I've seen other designers really design what they want for their clients and my client's not feeling in alignment or is connected and it feels a little wrong. So I really, really love that that's who you are and what you do and why I'm so drawn to Seed Creative. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Kate. That is such an amazing um, intro and, you know, just so nice to hear that that's been your experience with me as well. And I think, you know, that that connection and, and that need to tell a story or, to, you know, to kind of define or help define a narrative is so important to me. And that's a big part of what I do, you know, professionally, but yeah, I mean, on a personal note, I, I love getting to know people and forming those connections and hearing more about them. And I think all of that combined, you know, really helps to create something that has that deeper connection. So thank you for yeah. noticing that. Oh, I, 100%. <laughs> like it, it stood out to me, Sheshi, from the beginning. And I, I think that that's what makes you the talented brand designer is that depth and that human level and just going beyond the layers and really getting to know people and taking the time. So Uh, With that, I guess I'd love to know what led you to starting this design business? Um, Well, I think my my career trajectory, I think like a lot of creatives, has been a bit of a journey. So, you know, I think as a creative too, you often are drawn to lots of uh, different things and you try different things, you know, and you have that interest, I think, in, in lots of different areas. And, you know, I think sort of going back, so I started, I guess, my career journey um, straight out of uni. I studied marketing communications and, you know, really didn't know what I wanted to do with it, to be honest. Um, I was just sort of thrown into the kind of corporate world, working nine to five, And I loved marketing strategy and, you know, all of of that kind of side of things, but it was definitely missing a creative element for me. And, you know, and honestly, I never really kind of felt right with a a nine to five 
um, traditional kind of office setup and felt a bit kind of hemmed in by um, having to work in that way, especially in terms of when, you know, inspiration strikes and it's not always between kind of set business hours. So I always really honestly struggled within that sort of structure and always had this need to want to create something of my own and on my own terms. So kind of fast track to about seven years ago when my first son was born and I had some time on mat leave. I actually decided to study graphic design as well and add that to the mix just so that I could apply more creativity to my role. And, you know, I think graphic design and marketing have so much uh, synergy and so much sort of opportunity between the two worlds. So I found that to be a really good mix for me. But again, I was sort of in this realm of having to work in an office, you know, be in that kind of more rigid uh, time set up. And, you know, it was hard with kids. And then when I had my second son, you know, I think things really kind of came to a head for me and I realised that I needed a lot more flexibility. And, you know, I think honestly too, there was quite a bit you know, in terms of my working life where I would come to a point with each role, I'd start really excited and then I would kind of hit a ceiling and just sort of find that there wasn't either room to grow or I guess differences in projects and what was being kind of offered to me in that work environment. So, you know, that too was really quite restrictive. So I just knew I needed to kind of create something different for myself and carve something different for myself. But it didn't come easy, <laughs> to be honest. It never does, does it? Anything it took me a long, a long time. <laughs> so, you know, looking back, I'd always sort of dabbled in um, different things. In my sort of mid-20s, I actually started an online um, homeware store that I ran for a couple of years wow. and um, later sold when it sort of just didn't feel like quite the right fit for me anymore. Later on, my husband and I um, actually flipped and sold a couple of properties. And I've got this real love of interior design and thought that that might be a path that I would want to follow. And um, I think as I've spoken to you about before in the past as well, I'd actually studied, um, made the choice to study at design school with um, with Jenna Denston, who was just amazing. Um, met some beautiful girls, such an amazing community there. And yeah, it was sort of through that course that I found uh, my calling in the most uh, really roundabout way. One of the modules was actually designing a brand and designing a website for yourself as an interior designer or a stylist. And um, I actually loved that module so much. I'm not sure if the other girls were kind of on the same page <laughs> as me, but reflecting back, I realised that that was the module that I loved the most and connected to the most. And I kind of had this light bulb moment that this is kind of the perfect amalgamation of my different skills and it should be, you know, what I was doing. And there was obviously a real need, I think, within the creative space as well. You know, there's so many amazing women out there who are so good at what they do and have such a beautiful defined aesthetic but might not know how to create that in a brand um, and in how they're being perceived. So, yeah, it was just a real light bulb moment for me that that was what I should be doing. And, yeah, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Isn't that amazing? Because I knew that you'd studied interior design but I didn't know that it was at that point during that course at design school and I've spoken to a lot of ladies that have been through design school and no the branding bit was not their favorite or they've struggled with that so that was obviously something that stood out for you and and how amazing that you did that to actually have that opportunity like the universe puts you where you're supposed to be doesn't it that 100% has happened I so believe that yeah for you to do that module and go hang on a minute uh there could be something in this I enjoy this I'm good at it and so you finish the course had done, you know, did you then just start dabbling in branding? Did you reach out to some girls for the course? Like how did you actually yeah. get this off? Yeah, so I actually had, so this is my very roundabout story of how all this came to be. Um, when I left design school, I had the thought of actually creating a more sort of template style design business where I created website templates or pre-made brands um, for creatives specifically. And I, I started sort of, I guess, on that road and started to create some assets thinking that would be the way things would go. However, very quickly, I, I had quite a few people from that design school community reach out once I'd sort of, I guess, uh, put the word out that that was what I was doing. 
And I realized very quickly that there was much more of a need for a much more personal and bespoke approach. And it makes sense because, you know, your brand is so personal and, you know, it does need to feel so connected to to you and what you're doing and what you're trying to project. And, you know, I think I've, I've always been someone that I, I listen, <laughs> as you're <were> saying. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, hearing, I suppose, what people need, that really kind of shifted things for me and made me realise that that was the approach I needed to to take moving forward. And that's where I found the most satisfaction as well. Yeah, that's so true. And I think sometimes it's listening to our community and the people around us and not always creating something that we think we should do. It's like really, truly listening to what people wanted. And knowing you now, I just know that you would not have been fulfilled in any way in a template-based business. Like that level of depth that I think that you crave and you're so good at, it would have been such a loss had you have continued down that road. So I'm so glad that these people came to you and wanted something a little bit deeper and more personalized. And so you started working with those wonderful women and then Seed Creative was born. And how many years ago was this? From there. So this was all at the sort of start of the pandemic. So kind of almost coming on to two years now. But I mean, in the longer sense, I feel like I've been doing this for most of my career, just in a more corporate setting. So, you know, that shift for me to be able to work with other creative businesses and to a larger degree, you know, with other ethically minded businesses as well, which is something that's very important to me on a personal level. That shift has felt so fulfilling. And I think it's because when I work with these women, I I am them. I'm, you know, I can relate to them on such a deep level. And, you know, to be able to work one-on-one and help them feel a sense of clarity and confidence that the vision that they have for their brands is actually being translated and feels aligned. You know, that for me is just such a beautiful feeling. Absolutely, it is. And do you ever just kind of wake up and just go, how did I even get here? How did it get to be this good? Like going from the corporate world to now being at home, being a mom, having the time for your business, the kids, and like working with beautiful one-on-one connected women and just designing things that fill up your cup. Like how, can you even believe this happens? (laughs) Uh, every day I wake up thinking how is this happening how is this my life and you know as I was saying before though it hasn't been without its hard work and personal sacrifice and also just being willing to try new things to risk new things to not stay stagnant or stuck in one place because it was the safe road even in building my studio. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I I also worked a part-time job to start with as I got things off the ground. So it was was a part-time job, um, client work, and obviously my two boys as well. So full-time mum life (laughs) to throw it all into the mix. So, you know, needless to say, there were lots of long hours, lots of personal sacrifice that went into kind of coming to this point. But also, I think I just always felt like it would be so worth it to be able to come to a point where this was my sole focus. And, you know, as much as I love my work and I love what I do, you know, I think it's so important also for my boys to see their mum happy and working, you know, in a job that she feels fulfilled by and, you know, to know that it's possible for them as well, you know, when they grow up and yeah. A hundred percent. That's a really beautiful thing that you're teaching them, that you're going at your own pace, you're doing this on your own terms and you're doing something that makes you happy, not just something that you feel like you have to do or that you're trapped in. So that's amazing. And as you mentioned, it hasn't been without its sacrifices and challenges in the first year or two are definitely the hardest and, you know, nothing gets you to really deal with who you are and all your, you know, challenges and fears and things like starting a business. So what do you think you found as the most sort of challenging parts or, or unexpected challenges, I guess, over the first couple of years, Sheshi? I think the the most challenging time for me was definitely working a part-time job whilst starting the studio and just, mm. you know, that sort of I guess, adjustment to managing my time differently, managing expectations. And one of the biggest challenges for me is very much around um, setting boundaries for myself to protect my creative energy, to make sure that, you know, I am able to give fully to all the different areas and things that are passionate and important to me in my life. So, you know, that continues to be something that I'm still learning every day, to be honest. I, I don't have it all figured out. 
And, you know, it's something I'm continuing to try to work through. Yeah, I think uh, I think we all are as business owners, um, but I, I'm really happy to hear that you are trying to sort of get that, that balance and boundary right because over the last few years of mentoring, I find that it's one of the most challenging things is creatives not having space to actually create. Their time is so full. They're pushing every boundary, every deadline. And I think it's one of the biggest problems and challenges in in running a small business. So I'm really happy to hear that you're doing that. And there's there's no perfect way to do it. And it's going to look different for every person and different for every week. But it's um it's such a powerful thing to do and to actually look at and create these boundaries. So well done for I guess recognizing that so early on in your business, Sheshi. Oh thank you. I think us crossing paths has been such an important shift for me as well. I love all of your content as well and what you stand for and obviously big fan of your podcast. (laughs) You know, I think you have such a beautiful message about that balance and trying to find that as, you know, as a working woman and as I guess for some people as a mother as well and what that kind of means in business. And, you know, I think that so much of what I'm, I guess, still striving for and, and trying to find every day is this sense of how to manage it all, <laughs> yeah. um, but also do it in a way that, that honours myself and doesn't kind of lead me to a place where, yeah, where I, I do feel uh, burnt out. So I think that's something to be very mindful of. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I guess that's what led me to the way that I led my business was burnout that I had in 2016 and health issues. And that's what's led me to creating the structure, the brand and the message that I guess we want to share and hence, you know, life and business in flow, because what happens in our life flows into our business and vice versa. So yeah, it, it is important that we... I guess, slow things down. And I see often that creatives try and fill their schedule too much and probably myself included. But this year for me, I'm looking at how can I strip things back and actually do less and get more support because life isn't all about, you know, crazy deadlines and um, filling every minute of every week. Like there has to be space for things to go wrong and shift and for children to be sick. There just has to be space to breathe in there. So I think it's like that really looking at every week and, um, and slowing things down is I think one of the most important things we can all learn this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we do, when you have a creative job to do as well, you you really do need to preserve your energy because you just don't do your best work when you're pulled in 5 million directions. So, you know, I think some of the things I've set up to try to maintain that for myself, and it's an ever-evolving thing, is to more recently have more set studio client-facing hours, set autoresponders for days that I'm not there, and, you know, also just being mindful of, at any given time, the number of client projects that I do take on. Because I, you know, as we were talking about before, I, I am very detailed in my process and I love to be able to give my all to each and every client that trusts me with that vision. So, you know, I hold that space um, for my clients and it's so important to me. So, you know, being able to create space for myself to be fully present is such a big, um, a big thing. Yeah, it really is. And thank you for sharing that because I think it's such an important thing. And I think it's, well, I know it is. I've seen it that a lot of women struggle to give themselves permission to actually do that. And it's something that we've been taught in society. You've got to have that hustle to be making money and to actually be working. But I think sometimes the less hours that you work, the more that you take care of yourself and the more that you work with aligned clients who really get you, the better this experience gets to be. So Yeah, well done for putting that into place and just, you know, it's one of those things we're going to continue to work at and it's never going to be perfect, but I think it's just as long as you're doing it, it's something we acknowledge, it's really important. So let's talk branding. And firstly, what is the difference? Could you explain it to everyone, the difference between a graphic designer and a brand designer? Because I know that's that's something a lot of my clients, when I first talk about branding, they're like, but what's the difference? What does it mean? So I'd love to hear it from your point of view. Yeah, I mean, I think this is such a great one to start with. And, you know, of course, why would someone know the difference between a graphic designer and a brand designer? If you haven't thought about going down that road before, it's highly likely you've never even considered the difference between the two. So that's completely understandable. 
And, you know, I think from a skill perspective, both the graphic designer and a brand designer can create your um, your assets for you. So they can design a logo and a colour palette and, you know, your brand marks and so on. But I think the real, you know, the key difference that I think is important to highlight is that a brand designer looks at your business in a really holistic and strategic way. And they actually build out very much um, of a personality around your business. So, you know, it's really how your business as a whole is being perceived. What are the points of connection? How does that translate across, you know, multiple touch points that your clients are going to have with you? And how do they feel that connection, you know, beyond just a graphic or a logo? Because, you know, as you say as well, Kate, I know that you have spoken about this before, a logo doesn't make a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very important part of a brand identity yeah. as a whole, but it's not the only element. So there's a lot to consider below that kind of surface. And, you know, that, that for me, I think is really important to communicate in terms of the difference. I do have a lot of clients that will come to me, you know, a few years into their business, they're sort of three, four, five years in, and they've had a logo created from the start, but they're often coming to me saying the same things that, um, you know, it was just something that was put together for them. They don't really feel a deep sense of connection to what's been created for them. They don't really understand why certain font choices have been made or, you know, maybe they don't understand how that logo actually translates in any other way apart from, oh, it's a logo. (laughs) So, you know, I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, there's sort of a, a lack of connection to something a bit deeper. And for me, that would be the sort of key difference. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's a great way to explain it. And and I see that often when a lot of clients come to me as well, which often yeah. become your clients, which is an amazing thing that we get to do and share together. They come to me and it's like, they don't know where to start or who to even engage with or who's the right fit or what they even to do with the brand. And I was the same years ago. And, and a lot of my clients like that. Now you start off, you get your friend or Etsy or a graphic designer that's cheaper, you know, you're making $300 logo and off you go with your ABN and you're just trying to work out what you're actually doing. And then you get a couple of years in and you've kind of worked it out. You're starting to work out who you want to work with and how you like to work. And maybe you've, you know, pivoted some of your services or whatever. And I think not to say that you can't start with a brand designer beginning but I love you know people a couple of years in when they've had that real experience and they've started to work out who they are that we can create something really beautiful and from a deeper place and I love I guess starting that process and the intricacies of digging into that with my clients then handing them over to you to delve even further and create that magic so yeah it's a really great experience and people like that couple of years in and and just that depth it is it's such a great synergy between what we both do and you know I'm like I'm so honored to be part of that process with you and your clients Um, like I can't tell you it just means so much to me you know and I think yeah there is such an amazing thing to to have a client who's worked with you who really understands has done some deeper work you know and really understands the value that defining their brand can actually bring to their business and the transformation that it can bring and, you know, they come to me very prepared to walk down that road because it is a very detailed and introspective process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you do go down that road and you're ready for that journey, it's great to, you know, to be in a place where you're really open to kind of exploring different things. And you do come to it, as you're saying, it's great when a business has been around for a while and they've been able to evolve a bit and have that deeper understanding of, of where they are you know at the time but a lot of startups can also be in that place of clarity as well so it really depends on the client but you know I've had both ends of the spectrum yeah I totally agree I've seen both as well come to me and some are ready to really invest from the beginning but I'm grateful of the care that you take with a number of my clients and the work that's being done and just how much they um, I guess they reach out to me and just say then thank you so much for putting me in contact with Sheshi. Like, I can't believe what she's created. I can't believe how wonderful this experience is. And, you know, you've done it for a number of my clients now and there's a heap that are in progress at the moment. And I'm so excited. There's some really special ones in creation right now. I cannot uh, wait. Like I'm hanging. <laughs> I know I've only got a few more weeks to wait on some, but um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you come up with. I think, yeah, there's definitely some exciting stuff coming up and I'm just like, I'm bursting to share more. So it'll be really exciting when those reveals roll around so thank you for saying that yeah no absolutely and how do you think I guess Jessie how do you think people should go about finding the right brand designer for them 
That is such a good question. I I think that brand design is such a personal experience and it's an experience that really requires you to be vulnerable um, and be quite real and honest and willing to go deeper than than just, you know, what do I like aesthetically? It's about so much more than that. So I think one of the key things in finding a brand designer that's right for you is really someone that you feel a personal connection with. So when you talk to them, you know, or are they, I guess initially, are they willing to give you that time to get on a phone call and, you know, see if it's the right fit from a personality perspective? But, you know, yeah, really kind of finding someone that you feel cares about your business, cares about your story and cares about nurturing that story and helping you to bring that out. So, you know, I think that's such an important place to start. And yeah, I think that's probably, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> I agree. That's perfect. And it's, I, I love that you're prepared to get on the phone and have a chat because, you know, over the years I've worked with different graphic designers or my brand designers and my, and my clients have worked with so many different graphic and brand designers. And the thing that they'll say to me is like, they don't want to get on the phone or I can't, you know, they just want to email. I know there's a lot of people in the design space who like to be the keyboard warriors and like to be a little bit more removed and from the conversations. But I love that you actually are prepared to get on the phone. And, and I love to speak to every potential new client as well on the phone, because I think it's such a, not so much intimate, but it is like, you know, you're really delving into someone's world and business here. And I feel like you need to just jump on the phone and, hey, do we connect as humans? And is this, is this a good vibe? So I'm really happy that you, um, that you do that because I know there's a lot of designers who don't. Yeah. I mean, I think that having that personal connection is probably one of the most important things because, you know, you can be sure that your story is going to be held properly and told properly. And, you know, I think that initial connection is such a key thing. And also a lot of these relationships, you know, depending on what what you're doing, what the project entails can last for quite a long time. I've had clients that I've worked with for upwards of a year as, you know, as all the different pieces come together for their project, um, even more than that. So, you know, I think that relationship is the most important thing. And, you know, if someone's not willing to give you that time up front to make sure there is a connection and even to make sure that their process um, and the way they do things is actually the right fit for you as a business. Like there's certainly clients, I'd love to help everyone, but there's certainly people that have, you know, different circumstances or just in a very wildly different place to where I am. And I know that I'm probably not the best designer in that situation for them. Um, and I'll be really upfront about that. So, you know, I think it needs to be something where there's a real connection from both ends and that we know it's going to be, you know, a great relationship that really, you know, create something amazing in the end. 100% agree. Okay, so if let's just say um, we've got this wonderful interior designer out there and she has been in business a few years, she loved to rebrand, she got a little logo created off a friend a few years ago, where should she start? Who should she book in first? And what sort of timelines do you think are kind of realistic when it comes to a full rebrand from branding through to website delivered? So I, I think that, you know, if you are looking um, to really kind of, I guess, get clear on, on the way that your brand's being perceived and you want it to be quite a holistic approach, um, I guess there's lots of different opinions around what should come first and completely understandably, it's quite confusing to know where to start. Do you start with brand imagery? Do you start with a copywriter? You know, what do you kind of start with? I really, I mean, obviously as a brand designer, I believe that brand comes first because otherwise it's sort of like building a house without the foundations. So developing your brand identity first, you know, really gives you that place of clarity and the solid ground to start from. And, you know, with me in particular, I can't speak to every designer's process or what they do, but my own process, you know, really looks at things from defining your visual aesthetic through to, you know, the tone of voice and positioning and, and messaging um, and how that's all coming across. So by having that in place first, you're going to be able to create something that feels really well considered. You know, when you when you do book in a, a brand photographer, you know, you understand how that should come across the style you want to go for. When you book in a copywriter, you know how they should be speaking, the tone of voice, all the, the kind of key things you want to focus on. What problem do you solve for your client? It's all so much clearer when you've done the groundwork. 
100% agree. And so as far as timelines say, I often sort of say to my clients, realistically, probably three to six months from the day that you physically first talk to a brand designer, book them in if they're booked in advance, copywriting and photos happening after brand and website. Would you say that? That sort of three to six months is reality? Yeah, definitely. That's a reality. I think there's um, a very common sort of misconception that you can you can connect with someone and they can start next week. And, um, you know, in most cases, that just isn't how things go. You know, not only for, for the brand designer's schedule, but also I think people often forget that there's quite a bit that they need to prepare as well to come into a project like this. If you, if you are going through a full rebrand, um, in particular, if you're working on a website or, um, or you're creating a store or something like that, um, there's so much content that needs to be gathered. Um, you might need to do product photography and, you know, as we were talking about before, a brand shoot in the lead up. So you've actually got beautiful on-brand imagery that can be used and, you know, there's quite a bit to consider. So what I do like to do is even um, even if I do, you know, have a client that's starting in, say, three, four or so months time, is anything we can do in the lead up to get the ball rolling for them to, you know, be able to kind of start considering things, putting the pieces in place, maybe booking other suppliers in the lead up so that when they start, they're kind of in a very ready place um, and things are already in motion. Yeah, I love that. And so where where would you say you see people go wrong? Is it like, is there any challenges that you see or things that you'd like to make people, I guess, more aware of? I guess part of that's the timelines and different things and the actual process. But is there anything else after the few years of doing this that you think you wish people knew or to make it easier? I think one of the big things is very much about, you know, just when you when you are considering your brand to to really consider how that's going to come across um, in terms of consistency. So I think a lot of people really very much go off of maybe what they um, like at the time, um, even in terms of aesthetic style, or maybe whatever messaging kind of comes to them in this more ad hoc way, but they haven't taken the time to really uh, lay the foundations around what are their you know, content pillars, what are the key things they want to communicate about their business, what kind of style, um, you know, are they going to kind of draw back on in terms of their aesthetics and so on? And sometimes when it's not fully considered, it can come across in, you know, quite an inconsistent way. So I think consistency is such a big thing to consider whether or not you have actually worked with a brand designer or not. I think consistency is something anybody can achieve um, with a bit of thought around what's being put together and you know consistency is such a big thing around trust as well isn't it like if you were sort of showing up in in more random ways or you've got imagery that doesn't really flow on your Instagram feed or your website or your messaging's all over the place it's hard for a potential client to trust your business yeah so you know I think that's probably one of the key things that I see that and as we were talking about before uh maybe hiring someone that hasn't considered the full picture yeah they're they're really good points and I love that with consistency and I think that it's probably something we all struggle with sometimes with being consistent with our message or being consistent to to show up on socials and all of those things but yes I think consistency is a really important word and so I'd also love to know I guess just with you and on the design process where do you start where do you get your inspo from Sheshi like how do you get those creative juices flowing if you're having a bit of an off day like I'd love to know a little bit of that behind the scenes and your creative process oh I I really draw inspiration from so many places I'm really I am very connected to nature and I find you know that of course like anyone we all have our moments where we're just things just aren't coming to us maybe have a moment where we're just not feeling it we're not in the zone if I do get into a bit of a place like that which you know obviously happens to us all from time to time I think that's a really key sign that you need to back away from the computer step away maybe go for a walk get some fresh air and like I live in a really beautiful place near the Yarra Valley in Melbourne and you know there's so many beautiful nature walks um, and you know areas around me so I really use that as a time to just get away and reconnect so you know if I'm ever feeling a bit uh, creatively blocked I think that's such a key sign that you need to take a break and then I find when I come back it always just seems to flow much better from there but I mean in a broader sense too I I think that 
it's um, it's always helpful to look outside of your industry when you're looking for um, inspiration. So I like to take um, inspiration from lots of different places, whether it's sort of editorial layouts and magazines, looking at, you know, places like Pinterest and Behance and looking at beautiful projects. And, you know, I think um, Instagram as well is such a great place for inspiration because it's such a visual platform. But yeah, I think that it's so great to look beyond just your industry and, you know, even in terms of creating a brand that is unique and that stands out, uh, to think beyond just, you know, for example, if you are an interior designer, um, you know, looking beyond, so taking influence from maybe a fashion brand that you love, um, that you, you know, maybe you buy all your clothes from a particular place. What is it about that place that you're drawn to? What do you like about their aesthetics? And then trying to bring those aspects into your brand in these really kind of clever ways. So that's sort of my creative process. Um, and a lot of my my work in the lead up to starting a project is very much about figuring this out with a client and, you know, really going deeper and asking them these not so obvious questions so that we can really tap into some of those things that maybe they hadn't thought about before. Well, I think that's an amazing explanation. Um, and I, I love that you seek it from so many different places. And, and I love that you think about it in that way. It's, if it's a fashion store, like what are you drawn to in that? And what do you love? And how could you bring that in in your own way? I think that's a really beautiful way of looking at it. And so Sheshi, one thing I wanted to talk about today was creating an authentic brand because a big part of it for me is feeling connected to it and I guess not forced. And a few years ago, I rushed a rebrand. I wasn't as connected to it and it had me turning around and rebranding six months later because I hadn't spent the time. So I'd love to hear how you would go about or how you suggest that people create an authentic brand or your process. Yeah. I, I think that you know, that it's very common that a lot of people have kind of been through that experience where maybe they had a launch coming up or something was happening and they were on a bit of a time crunch and they just felt they needed to, you know, put something together so that they came across in a professional way. And, you know, I do see that quite a bit. But I think that one of the keys to creating a brand that feels really authentic and that's going to last you, you know, well into the future and have you feeling really connected to what's been created for you is honestly just not to rush the process where you can help it. So if you are thinking about a rebrand um, or even just branding for the first time, really kind of allow that space for yourself to explore everything that that means and, you know, to really have that time to think more deeply about what it is that you're doing, your purpose and your why, who are you serving um, and about your clients, so the ideal client that you want to attract. I've had clients describe in their brand questionnaire their own ideal client and it's like a persona. So like they're describing it in such a way that this is a person, her name is this. <laughs> She's, you know, 34 years old. She does this on the weekends. You know, it's really kind of honing in on not only who you are, who are you serving? And, you know, I think also just remembering that, um, when we are selling something, we're not selling a product or a service, we're selling the feeling that is attached to having that product or service. So I think once you tap into that and you understand that, that's just such a big game changer in terms of showing up authentically and having your messaging feel authentic and like it's from the heart. So that's probably, yeah, one of the key things to think about. Yeah, that's so true. And and I think it's, you know, remembering that it's the value of what you're doing and how it feels rather than trying to sell. And I think that's a really important piece. And I also think, you know, from my own experience and the time that I took in my rebrand that year and what I'm talking to a lot of my clients about is kind of connecting to themselves and finding themselves a little bit because a lot of my clients that I'm working with are mums. They may be starting this business, coming back off maternity leave, feeling a little bit lost, a little bit disconnected. And I think a big piece of that that I'm working on them with is helping them connect back to themselves and find themselves a little bit first to then work out who they truly are to connect that to their business and then their ideal audience. And I think that it's it sort of has to start there with you and inside as well. And you really... I don't know, I'm trying to find the right words to explain it, but it really just being an extension of you when in some brands that when it makes sense to in, in sort of, you know, personal and service space. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think that 
people can always tell when you aren't from the heart and when when maybe your I guess your motive is more about selling than serving and you know when you get really clear on why it is that you're doing what you're doing and why you care when you care so much that comes through and it comes through in your branding and it comes through in your messaging it comes through in the way you're showing up so, you know, I think really creating an authentic brand just starts from from you and having that time and space to actually get clear on some things. And, you know, I don't expect clients to come to me with a full picture of all of this as well. I completely understand that for some people, it's something they might have never thought about before. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm here and, and what you do as well, you're you're here to help people get clear on on that, that sort of message and that side of things. So, you know, that's all part of the process as well as drawing it out and finding out about it. And, um, and that's why I love to you know, spend that time getting to know people as well. Um, Because I want them to feel comfortable with me and feel like they can tell me, you know, some of the deeper things that are going on and, and why they care so much. And that only comes through when you feel that level of comfort and trust. Yeah, I 100% agree. So what does life and business in flow mean to you, Sheshi? (laughs) Again, another great question. I think it's something that I'm constantly striving for, to be honest, Um, Kate. I definitely don't have it all figured out and I'm still working on it. And I'm going to say, I'll tell you when I found it. (laughs) But honestly, I think what it means to me and what I'm trying to work towards is you know, having a business that um, that allows me to do what I love um, and what I do best and feel really energised to wake up in the morning you know, and and to be able to do that, but also have that beautiful balance of um, the other things that are important to me in my life, like being there for my kids and having a more flexible schedule, being able to do school drop off and pick up and, you know, be there for those little moments, like the scrape knees and the, mm-hmm. you know, stories at school and all that kind of thing, which I never had before in my corporate role. So, you know, I think that For me, life and business in flow looks a lot like that, like a lot like balance and, you know, being able to wake up every morning excited. So, yeah. Well, it kind of sounds like you might be living it, Cheshi, more so than you actually realise at the moment. I think I'm on my way. (laughs) Yeah, you're on your way. I think we all are. Like we all, yeah, it takes time. We all have our days, yeah. (laughs) We're things a bit out of sync. But, I mean, I'm constantly trying to sort of, evolve I guess and think through my own processes in my business and it's just the learning never stops and I think when you stop learning you might as well just give up so the learning never stops and the mum guilt is always real you probably hear that a lot from clients I think you never feel like you're doing enough (laughs) so these are all things I need to work on in myself you know to kind of I guess accept or feel um, feel like I'm in a better place about but yeah well, it sounds like from everything you've said today, you're doing a pretty good job working with amazing clients, still having time to spend with your children and being able to take that creative space. So it sounds like to me that you're doing a, an amazing job at creating something that really does work for you. And I, I love seeing that because I know that so many women aren't. So I just get so excited to see the women are acknowledging their own boundaries and creative space and filling their tank and doing these things because it leads to a better business, being a better mom, a better partner just having a better experience in life because we weren't here to just hustle and then die. Like it's not what this is about. So there's, you know, there's so much more magic in there when you actually take the time to find that. So yeah, well done. Thank you. I think I owe so much of that to you, honestly, and having the connection that, you know, we've built. Um, Like I take so much inspiration from you and the way that you live um, and how you you do, you advocate for that sense of balance over rush because like we're so, so conditioned to think that being busy all the time, you know, and rushing through everything is the way to success. Um, but it's really not. And I think, you know, through what you do, you show women that there is another way to live and to, you know, feel accomplished and happy with where you are, but also not feel like you're going to lose your mind <laughs> at the same time. Absolutely. So I love that. Thank I'm really, I'm really so grateful that, you know, we've connected and formed the friendship that we have. Oh, um, likewise. So, yeah. 
A hundred percent. And there's more exciting projects that I'm going to ask you about later today to help me within the future. So there's going to be some more beautiful work coming out soon too. Um, and so I guess, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Sheshi, is there anything else exciting coming up for Seed Creative in the near future? Um, this year, I, I am trying to uh, expand my team a little bit, which, you know, even to have said that a year or so ago, just seems so wildly out there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now that I'm in sort of a different place and also back to that conversation about um, boundaries and realising that, you know, it will be great to have some help um, in, in certain ways so that I can grow and that I can serve my clients um, even better mm-hmm. is to tap into, um, you know, some areas where I can have some amazing talented creatives come in and also, um, you know, work their magic as well and lend that to client projects. So one of the first uh, collaborations that I've had is working with a beautiful copywriter who's also working with you. Yeah, really dear friend um, Hayley Griffiths and Hayley G Creative. So she's come under Seed's umbrella to work with me on client projects. Um, Also looking to have someone come on board for Shopify projects as well. So, you know, really trying to, I guess, come through the growing pains um, of starting a studio and increasing demand, but also, um, you know, still wanting to have a really well-considered client experience as well. So, yeah, there's always a lot to consider, but, yeah, definitely growing my team a little bit and having people in place to help do what they do best. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Because it's like sometimes we need to realise that we can't be everything to everyone. We shouldn't try and fit into every mould. We just do what we do best and bring some other amazing creatives in to support that. So I think that that's a really great thing that you're doing and bringing more women in, or they may all be women or may not in the future, who knows, but predominantly I'd imagine, bringing other women in to support them and to help them grow and create something more sustainable as well. So that's amazing. And it, it is a, a pretty crazy feeling, isn't it? Just knowing that you do have the space and capacity to bring these people in and that your business has grown this much, that that's something that's available to you. And I know I, I was actually having that thought that this morning when I was doing a bit of planning for the week that I have a virtual assistant, an online business manager and a podcast editor. And they're all, you know, freelance. They're not full-time or anything like that. But you just, I sort of had a moment of going, how did this even happen? How did you even get here? And it's amazing. I'm five years in and you're two years in. You're already bringing these people in, which is incredible. Like imagine the team that you will have in three more years time. Like that's so exciting, Cheshire, as to where this could grow now because it's it's still so new. It is new. And I think, you know, I'm really big on playing into your own zone of genius. So I think that everyone has their different strengths and things that they can bring um, to the team and, you know, and kind of enhance that client experience and what we're able to offer. Um, And so I'd love to have some people that can come in and really bring that to the table. And, you know, how amazing is it to not just be yourself as well, to have other people you can kind of lean on for opinions and, you know, and be part of that process. Because it can be quite isolating, can't it, to just be kind of this solopreneur by yourself? (laughs) It really can. Yeah. It's like an amazing feeling to have people you can reach out to. So, yeah, that's sort of on the horizon. And, yeah, it's exciting. It's, It's great. It so is. You know, well done for what you've created in such a short space of time to have, I guess, the reputation, the brand recognition and the work that you already have in two short years is amazing. And I look forward to watching you flourish over the coming years, grow your team and support many more of my wonderful clients to have incredible brands that really are authentic and, um, and yeah, just seeing what you create. I'm so excited. Every time I see a new brand, I just get so excited for my clients just thinking, yes, like this is just so them when, when they just had that logo to start with. So, you know, it's such a beautiful experience to see that. So I'm so grateful that, um, that we have met and that we have the opportunity to work together. And, and now with Hayley, who's amazing to yeah create something really authentic and all-rounded for our clients. I think you are such a beautiful supporter of other women. You're the, like, the epitome of, like, when, you know, you hear that quote around, um, like, surrounding yourself with 
women who would mention your name in a room full of opportunity. That to me is just you to a T. So I'm just incredibly grateful for you and, you know, how you've played such an instrumental role in the growth of my business. Um, And all from just this Instagram connection, um, I was telling my husband, you're like, you're like this beautiful Instagram fairy godmother that, (laughs) that I connected with. And, you know, I feel so close to you, even through the internet. And we've we've never met in person apart from video calls. And yeah, it's just been such a beautiful friendship. So for me, that's one of the absolute highlights of what I've, you know, embarked on so far. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. That is so beautiful. And, and what a time to live in that we have the opportunity to connect all over Australia. Like I was in Melbourne and now I'm in little, you know, regional Queensland in Toowoomba, but I'm still connecting with women all around Australia and over the world, actually a lot of friends in America in business. And that we have the opportunity to connect and to share and to, to help each other and work together and, you know, share clients. And it's, it's like, we are so lucky that we have this opportunity. We really are. Yeah, it's mind blowing. You know, I think I think that connection can really kind of it transcends so many things, and um, the internet can be kind of a, a bad place, can't it? But then it can also be kind of amazing and magical, and yeah. you know connections that you form with people um especially I found through Instagram it's been such a beautiful network of other creatives that are so uplifting um and like I have people that will always comment on my work send me dms friendships that I formed that you know from dms that turn into phone calls and zoom calls just to chat and connect with others um all from Instagram so you know whether you have a love-hate relationship with it or not um, wow, like you can't deny yeah. how much good comes from it as well. So, yeah, it's just a beautiful, supportive yeah. community. Yeah. It is. And I think with Instagram, it's one of those things that you just have to make it be what you need it to be. And I know that there's a lot of pressure out there to be consistent and checking your yeah. engagement and doing reels and doing all the things. And I just had a little bit of a check the other day and I think I did 45 posts last year and I think some people would do that in six to eight weeks. Whereas I've just never made it a priority. It's just like, I want to talk to people. I want to show up. I want to connect. And all of the wonderful suppliers that I have met and people I work with and, and pass my clients on to has all been through the wonderful Instagram community and DMs and voice messages. Because as you know, I do love a voice message. Um, so it's just, you know, it's the, it's been a a great space to connect and I'm glad that it's brought us together. So I guess, thank you so much, Sheshi, for your time today and for saying yes, especially since this is your first podcast ever. And I'm so delighted. I think it was hopefully the perfect podcast for you to come on to, um, as your, as your first. And, um, I'm really grateful again for our friendship, um, for the work that you do for me and my clients. And I wish you nothing but the best for this next few years with Seed Creative. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a fun chat to have with you and, you know, absolutely my favourite topic to talk about. But yeah, no, my first podcast, I'm so the classic uh, introvert designer who likes to hide behind the scenes. So this is very kind of out of character for me. But, you know, as you always say, you've got to sort of keep pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone because you just don't grow otherwise. No, no, that's 100% true. Thanks for asking me. It's been really fun. My pleasure. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of amazing takeaways. And I'm sure some women reaching out after hearing this thinking, hmm, my brand is really just a logo and I need some help Um, I'm sure they're going to be reaching out and you can find Cheshi at Seed Creative um, on Instagram and on obviously website as well so I'm sure you're going to get lots of new followers and hopefully some um, new connections from this podcast so thank you again for your time Cheshi I so appreciate it thanks for having me Kate thank you Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Please DM me on Instagram at life and business in flow or leave a review. If you could go one step further and subscribe or share today's podcast on your socials, I'd be very grateful until next time. Take care and thank you.